Welcome back to the third episode of 313 Sports Talk. We are a man short today. My name is Matt Riley, co-host with my boy Josh. Matt Riley, how are we doing today? Tonight, I mean, how are we doing tonight? Doing good. Tonight, yeah, it's been a late night. A lot mm-hmm. of big news in Detroit sports today. I mean, we have the announcement of Big Sean being the new head of creation yeah. <laughs> for the Pistons, which... I mean, I saw a few t- tweets that were saying, like, bring back the teal jerseys. And he was like, okay, I will. <laughs> so that caught me off guard. That was, I found that out I during the game. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what we saw in the Pistons season opener. It's oh. the mighty Minnesota Timberwolves. Mighty. Well, I mean, we looked great <laughs> for the first three and a half quarters. I, like, we looked yeah. really good. Like, we looked exciting. Josh Jackson looked like he should have been fourth pick in the draft from three years ago in that game um yeah. so i mean it, so what we got out of josh i mean he had like 19 his, yeah 19 his, six and four or three or something his energy was was nice it, yeah. it, it was great to see mason Plumley looked like nikolai Jokic for a little bit there <laughs> um killian hayes i mean he did okay i'm not gonna say it was second half. Yeah. it was too bad of a i mean he got he had a couple of lazy turnovers at the end, but he did okay. Uh, D Rose, Rookie mistakes. I like D Rose in that game. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we we were talking during the game, and I mean, I brought up the point: could D Rose win Six Man of the Year? And I think that's a realistic yeah. possibility. I mean, he tonight played probably a little bit minute wise more than Killian Hayes. Mm-hmm. Had thirteen points, I think I saw, or from the last I saw. But, I like to see the I mean, uh, the money line on uh, D Rose uh, six man of the year. I kind of want to take that right now. Yeah, I do too. Um, so yeah, I mean overall, I mean there is there's some blaring like inconsistencies with their team, and I don't think the inconsistencies. I mean, I I just don't like how small our bench is. I mean, Sadiq Bay didn't play. Isaiah Stewart, who I thought could have played a big role tonight because he is our more mobile center against cat i think that could have been an interesting matchup i mean first nba game you don't want to throw him up against uh and against an all-star but i mean you look at the minutes spread out i mean Dwan wright only played 19 minutes killian hayes only played 21 uh d rose played 27 and then you have jeremy grant mace formally and blake griffin all over 30. josh jackson at that 29 minute mark so I mean, it's a solid thing. I think their biggest thing is going to be consistency. So, I mean, you see the bulk – I mean, looking at the box score, you see bulk of their points coming from Blake Griffin, Mason Plumlee, D. Rose, and Josh Jackson, only people over in double digits. And, I mean, we're playing Jeremy Grant how much to put up nine points and three assists and one rebound. I mean, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, the first three and a half quarters were great. It really made me feel like uh, this is going to be a, a solid rebuild. Um, what do you think about uh, next game uh, with Cleveland? We get to see uh, Andre Drummond again. I think Cleveland and us are a very interesting matchup because Cleveland's young. We're on the younger side. I'd like to see against Cleveland. I think it's going to be a close game, kind of like how this one was, four, three quarters, three and a half quarters. I mean, I looked up at the three-minute mark and said, okay, this game's over, just because I knew we didn't 
we didn't have a chance. But I mean, the, the game against Cleveland, I think, is interesting. I think Andre is going to have his way in the post. But outside of that, I mean, Kevin Love and Blake Griffin, that's a that's a good matchup. Yeah, but I'd I'd really like I'd really like to see Isaiah Stewart get some minutes. I'd like to see Sadiq Bay, maybe even Saban Lee. Just get these young bench guys some minutes. I mean, you you can't tell me City Bay couldn't have gone in there and did what Sophie McKaylee did and chucked up eight three point eight three pointers and only make one. Yeah, uh what was, so he what had was a rough his, night. Yeah, I, I don't remember he went, his name too he often. Went, so <laughs> he went one for eight from three, two rebounds, one assist, one foul, and three points in seventeen minutes. I mean that's I'm just gonna be honest. That's not gonna cut it. Right. Not- I think I was I was watching tonight and I was thinking, man, like just imagine the second rotation of Jalil Okafor, who did play solid tonight, yeah, Sekou Dumbia, Derek Rose, Josh Jackson, and City Bay. I mean, I'd like to see that at some point. Glad you pointed uh, brought up uh, Sekou. Uh, he looked like he was uh, ready to attack. He really was using his length. Uh, it wasn't like great tonight, but I, I liked what I saw out of pretty pretty much the majority of the Pistons tonight. You're right, uh, Speed didn't really imp- like do what I thought he would. Uh, I, I got high hopes for uh, Jeremy Grant this year. Um, I'm sure he'll have better games, but I'm just I, I, Josh I got... Jackson, Jalil Okafor. Yeah. I, I'm just glad they had, I mean, more so Josh Jackson. I'm just glad they put up some exciting numbers today yeah I got a point brought up to me the other day and it really kind of made me think about it because I was talking to my friend about Jeremy Grant and and they said he's his role has changed from what he was in Denver because in Denver he wasn't expected to bring the ball up or create his own offense where here in Detroit he is I mean in Denver he was expected to just taking it out to him a lot tonight yeah just just sit in the corner shoot threes and that that's what he did in denver and that's not what his role is here in detroit and i think that that's going to take some getting used to i mean it's a veteran guy but i mean at the end of the day he needs to he needs to be able to do that he was only in denver for one year right um possibly i think so i don't know for sure okay see yeah, that. I mean, they, they, the, the overall theme of what I got from tonight and what, what's going to continue to happen week in and week out is this team just doesn't have, I mean, they had their closer and their two closers in Derek Rose and Blake Griffin, but they don't have outside of those two a really consistent score. I mean, that's what we thought Jeremy Grant was going to be. And obviously tonight he wasn't. Yep. And I, mean, I think he, it's going to be the I rebuild Dwayne, process. Yeah. yeah. We just got to stay strong throughout the year. And uh, whoever performs, they will be a part of the rebuild. Whoever looks like they're a part of a rebuilding team will get, you know, dealt accordingly. So, well, I mean, in, and, in, I, I just feel like he has sh- a short leash with guys like DeLon Wright, our best defender, 19 minutes. Like, if you're going to start him, why do you not trust him in late-game situations? I mean, he played two more minutes than speed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be still trying to get him to gel with guys since he was a draft night trade. 
but I'm, I'm just I'm thinking like if you're gonna start guys like I get Derrick Rose getting 27 that makes sense I get that but if you're gonna start DeLon Wright I mean why only play him 19 minutes I mean he had five points he was productive on the defensive end I just I I, I didn't really see a consistency in the lineup I mean you did because they only went five deep in their bench but the consistent rotation didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I think I, th- I thought tonight would have been a good night to get Sadiq Bay in right there. before halftime, yeah, get sure. Isaiah Stewart out there maybe for a little bit. I mean, what, what do you think about all that? Yeah. Uh, it's just, I mean, this, I, I don't know. Really his, uh, you're right. We should have got those guys out there. Even guys like McGregor, Rodney McGregor. I thought I was kind of thinking that we were going to see him tonight. Uh, but yeah, Delon Wright. He's he's well, I uh, think... every year of his uh, career he's progressed. So um, yeah, I think you, you're right. I mean, you got to play him more than 19, and then Stewart. Well, if he, if he's going to start it, your shooting guard. I mean, how like. I get Josh. Josh had the hot hand, and I yeah, game flow. I have no problem with him. It takes a lot of that. But 19 minutes, because I like every time I looked up, I felt like Speed was only in there for two minutes at a time, and I mean, I barely saw Delon right, and it's like, when is he gonna? When's he gonna get Delon in there? We will. Well, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see him a lot this, this year. Yeah, I, I. He's gonna have. His I games. think he. He's one of those guys that's like, okay, he's definitely going to be a rebuild guy. He's young enough. He's good enough defensively. He'll, he'll, I think he'll be one of those guys that gets an extension and stays yep. around. This whole team really screams rebuild guys. I, I really like the direction of the Detroit Pistons uh, right now. Yeah. Like we said, Coco Four looked okay tonight. Um, Josh Jack, really excited about Josh Jack. You got you to gotta keep that up. Yeah, I, I I tweeted it on my personal account, but I mean, man, I am very happy for Josh Jackson. I really like because he just he just couldn't he just couldn't um, he couldn't find it where he was at. It wasn't for the lazy turnovers and the lack of getting to the free throw line that for sure would have won. Just couldn't hold on for the last six minutes. Real disappointment. Yeah. That was. I like we went from when, winning when like, you had, having, yeah. no go ahead we went from basically being up by like anywhere from like six to ten the entire game to you blink you know you go in the kitchen to get some diet do and we're down we're, game's over lost by 10 like I couldn't believe how quick it changed it was like I, I know I mean I look I'm sitting there laying on my couch watching the game you know scrolling through Twitter like everyone does back-to-back turnover so i'm like that's game i mean at that point it was game and i mean i don't know i i went into this game thinking okay minnesota also a young team but also could be on the brink of making the playoffs this team this year they're very i mean cat's good delo's good i mean ricky rubio's not a slouch they had the normal pick and anthony edwards he was picking on killian at the end there Rubio. Yeah, I mean, you you got everyone's roasting Killian on Twitter. It goes back to the Jeff Okuda thing. Yeah, you got to first. We got to be there for him. We got to be there for. Him. Yeah, there was actually I saw someone t- 
tweet today. I already called him a bust. Like, come on. Dude's he's eight, 18, right? Or is he 19? 19. He's they, 19. they threw up that that stat. He's like the like eighth youngest piston to ever yeah. touch the floor. Darko's Darko Darko's the first. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. I don't uh I don't real quick too on the other side, uh Anthony Edwards. Uh Anthony Edwards looked good. Looked like the first pick Anthony in the draft. Edwards. He did. And I mean he, he looked he looked real good. He looked better he looked than real uh, good. And ball dropped a, a donut tonight, a zero spot. I that, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, where's everyone going after uh, mm. Lamelo? I mean, Killian at least had seven points. I mean, they were all early in the third quarter, and he didn't do much after yeah, that. But that, third, that was a good third quarter for him. Yeah, I mean, that's a solid third. I would take seven points in the third quarter from him, night in and night out. Yeah, and I mean, if if and, and you gotta think he's been. He's been playing Euro ball. Euro yeah. ball in, in the NBA are very different. It's a different ball, different dimensions from three and from the free throw line. It's He's going to have a little bit of struggle to start until he figures it out. Yeah, well, I mean, but, if you use COVID as an excuse, you're not going to get anywhere. But, I mean, at the same time, you know, these guys have been it, having it, Zoom it, meetings and stuff. Like, it, yeah, once, I, it's, once it's next season kicks in, we'll see. We'll see who's – Who's a good rookie? Who's who's gonna be on this Pistons team? Yeah. Well, and, and it's the same. It's the same argument going with the Lions and Jeff Okuda. I saw mm-hmm. an article the other day that's like three teams that or five teams that regret their choices, and the Lions were on with, and were on there. And in my mind, I don't regret the Jeff Okuda pick at all because playing corner in the NFL and playing it's it's transferable to playing point guard in the NBA. Those are two very tough positions. Oh, yeah. And to go through the ringer like these guys are going through with no OTAs, no summer league, no preseason, all Zoom meetings, how can you judge them? Yeah, you, you really can't. So I think we're going to see, like, next year we're going to see Akuda, Akuda transform into possibly our number one option. We're going to yeah. see guys like Killian Hayes, hopefully at the mid, midway through the season, averaging possibly 10 points. Yeah. You look at TJ Hawkinson in 2019. Yeah. Uh, people weren't too <clears throat> high on uh, TJ Hawkinson last year. And he this year, he's the third best tight end in the league statistically. And, you know, like he, you know, so yeah, you're right. You can't, you can't just face one game, one year off what a guy's career is going to be like trust yeah. the process you know we'll, they'll be yeah. fine you know we well, can talking about can't overreact go ahead. yeah you can't yeah, overreact. talking about talking about tj hawkinson let's transition into the lions from week 15 i mean i'm gonna be real honest it it just there was that part of me toward the first, beginning of the game where i'm like okay we, we were yeah. hanging with them like we could do this and then it went from here it went up, 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 and then it just shot down straight. And I'm like, yeah. this game's over. I mean, by by halftime, I was like, there's there's no coming back. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I just, I where do we go from here? Do we lose out, or do we try to have a little bit of pride, maybe win a couple yeah, games? Yeah, I, I think no matter what, 
I mean, if we're not the Jaguars or the Jets, we we go out there and we compete week in, week out. Yeah. If, we're, if we're just going to lay down, what is that? That's a bad look. Okay? That's going to draw away free agents, in my opinion. That you got you got to go out week in, week in. You got to try to win. You know. Yeah, and but, I mean, let let let's be realistic here. Bevel hasn't done enough to keep the job. Maybe yeah. the OC job he'll keep, but he's he's not going to be the head coach. He and might be retainable. I, think, I mean, yeah. retainable maybe. Might be re- I, I think so. Yeah. I think he's attainable to be the OC because I don't think coach, he's done yeah. a bad job. No. And I I think I, I I think in a system like maybe in Eric B. Enemies, you could see you could see Bevel shine and possibly get a head coaching job. But I just don't think I mean these five games, yes, they were probably the gauntlet of our schedule. These oh, yeah. the five games that he's coached, but I mean, they were all winnable games. I mean, we were in there with the Packers. We were in there with the Titans. I mean, to be honest, the, the Titans game kind of wasn't – we were never really in there, but we were, so it was weird. I mean, beat the Bears. I mean, I think – I mean, I know it's to have a little bit of pride, but right now we're sitting at like the 10th pick, so we might as well yeah. just lose and try to move up to maybe yeah, the 8th or, not, or 7th. I wouldn't mind losing like we did the last two games, like look competitive but end up losing – increase our draft stock you know I wouldn't mind that but as far as week 15 though I mean Stafford Stafford looked pretty good he showed grit and toughness he he, he literally did what he could um your boy my boy Romeo Okora dude he he literally jumped over that one dude for with the safety yeah he grew he hurtled over a grown man and then uh Austin Bryant had a good day but I mean that was really it with what I liked from that game what you said we, we got roasted on defense dude yeah, um, it's and and I I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but okay, we everyone knows you're playing the Titans, okay? You, you're Rapes. not. Shout you, out Rapes. Yeah, shout out your cousin or whatever, <laughs> whatever he is. But you're playing the Titans. You know you're gonna get Derrick Henry about 20, right. 25 times a game. And I, looking at our linebacker core, I mean. Giovanni Tavai and Jared Davis aren't it. I mean, they are horrendous. Like, it's to the point where when defense comes on, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Did you see that replay when they was like, they were going over Tavai's like assignment? There was like one replay where Tavai like didn't know, like literally didn't know what he was like, was supposed to like, he looked like, like went up and then went back and then like didn't look like, and then they threw it over the middle. I wish I could find the replay. It was it was bad. It's, uh, it's Ryan, bad. It, yeah, it's also bad. I mean, I, I respect Ryan Tannehill, but he literally looked like the best quarterback too. in the NFL on Sunday. And I mean, well, going along with Week 15, we can talk about. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, Pro Bowlers PBR. were. Yeah, I mean, Pro Bowlers were announced this week, and I think he's one of the ones that was snubbed when it comes to the Pro mm. Bowl. Yeah, I think Matthew Stafford could also be on that list. I mean, there's a lot of guys that I'm like, really, how did I mean? I'm just gonna throw this out there. Evan Ingram, how did he make a Pro Bowl? Wait, Evan Ingram made the Pro Bowl. Evan Ingram is the second tight end for the Pro Bowl team. Hmm. I mean, I know it's two different positions, you can't compare apples and oranges, but at the end of the day, I mean. Let's be honest. The three quarterbacks are taking two on the three quarterbacks on each side that were taking. Two of them are going to be in the Super Bowl. 
and the chances of Aaron Rodgers or Patty Mahomes in the Super Bowl are very high. So, I mean, when it, I, I just don't get how a guy is fifth in QBR and playing like he is. And granted, he may only throw the ball 15 times a game, but those 15 times are pretty dang accurate mm-hmm. and pretty much on the spot. And he's throwing touchdowns. I mean, he's throwing touchdowns left and right. So it's like, how does a guy like that not make the Pro Bowl? Yeah. And it, I wonder how it's going to work this year since it's, it's not even a Pro Bowl. It's the Pro Bowl event this year. So, like, if, if you make the Super Bowl, like, is there replacements? If, if someone gets injured, is there is there a replacement this year? So, I, I don't think there'd be no, too many replacements. So, yeah. I mean, we can talk about the Lions Pro Bowlers. I mean, we have three starters on the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. which, I mean, TJ Hawkinson, who is probably arguably the best tight end in the NFC. Yeah. yeah, Frank. Yeah, no, he was. I don't think it's yeah. arguably. I mean, if Kittle went down, so we can't say Kittle. But yeah. with that being said, I mean, he with, was the with best. Kittle, yeah, with Kittle, he's probably the second best. He still probably would have made the Pro Bowl, but with with without Kittle, I want to join their workout program. Those two work out together. Those, yeah, I mean, two boys, and they, yeah, I mean, Frank Ragnow, arguably. You can make the argument he's the best center in the NFC. I mean, yeah. he did get voted Pro- as a starter. Put him at two. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't – he was uh, – he didn't even make the top ten for fan voting. So what is, what's with fan voting? The dude didn't allow a single it's, sack it's, this year. Only one quarterback hit. Dude plays with – through, like, look, a fractured jaw – or fractured throat. Yeah, throat. <laughs> Dude's <laughs> – it's, uh, it's just – it's yeah. like – well, it's, I mean, it comes down to this. Detroit's not a huge market when it comes to football. We're not a huge market football, when it comes to anything. Yeah. But we're not a huge market. I mean, everyone knows the Lions. We've been terrible for ever. Yeah. But, I mean, and the third thing is he, he is a big nasty. He's an offensive lineman. So, yeah. offensive linemen don't usually get a lot of love. So. They don't. Yep. And I I, I honestly, it, it's, it's starting to come to the point with the NBA and the NFL when it comes to All-Star Weekend and the Pro Bowl. Like when it comes down to fan votes, it's like, I, what what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm trying to think of the, like Latavius uh, or Marquette King, the punter. I mean, he could have made the Pro Bowl year after year after year just because of the things he did, but he wasn't a good punter. Mm-hmm. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, the king of TikTok, hasn't had a game over 100 yards this year. Yeah, he's like the fourth best receiver over there yeah and it's like at some point fan voting has to come to a stop yeah. and you have to use realistic stats and yeah well they use uh yeah i, I don't know what percentage they they, they use because i know that uh the nfl still selects uh pro bowlers but i mean it that speaks volumes that uh he wasn't a part of the the top 10 in, in fan voting and it still got the nod but uh yeah, i mean real quick I mean, shout out uh jack fox yeah you know uh, jack fox is he classified as a rookie he didn't play last year but he was preseasoned last year does that make him a rookie or is, is he a sophomore i don't know i don't know how the nfl handles okay. rookies and because i know i know in the nba if you sit yeah, out the ben entire simmons, year yeah whatever ben but. simmons blake griffin Regardless, though, happened. yeah, it's great to see a guy who's so yeah. so great in his first and, year. Yeah, and I know he's just a punter, I, I, but, but I mean, 
Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. When the Lions posted his, I was more hype about his Pro Bowl <laughs> video on Twitter than all the rest of them. And it, I just loved watching him pinning people deep. It was great. But I'm, I mean, out of the three, I mean, those are probably the three I would have picked. There's yeah. no one on the defense I probably would pick. I probably would have given Stafford the nod, maybe mm-hmm. because of how well he's played of recent. Yeah. But you can't say he's really a, a snub if yeah he hasn't I'm, really produced all year. I'm a, I'm cool. This is like the first year in a while that I'm like cool with who made the Pro Bowl and who. I don't. Yeah, I don't think too many were snubbed. Um, Romeo Quarter, I'm cool with him not being there, but he could have. His if you look at his stats, yeah. they're literally identical to Khalil Max this year. Khalil only has one more pick. Outside of that, like they're they're look their stats, both eight sacks, both you know couple fumble recoveries and force they're literally identical but um and, but i mean it, it comes back down to to fan voting i mean yeah he wasn't even on our 11 players that we picked for pro bowl selection i don't think of course i mean I, yeah. yeah i know taylor decker was on there i know frank ragnow was obviously hawkinson pretty sure staff or jack fox I think I saw Trey Flowers and Jamie Collins. It, it they, they just took the biggest names because they know it's fan vote. And Romeo Core is not yeah. a big name right now. You're right. Well, he, needs he, to be, of, he needs to be. He, he will be. <laughs> I mean, he put, he is by far our best pass rusher right now. Yep. I Hopefully just, he, uh, I, he can retain because we've had uh, these defensive guys do really good in a year. And then you just kind of like don't hear about like uh, – Kerry Hyder, I, I was, you know, he tore his ACL the next year and they got shipped out. And then uh, Deshaun Hand, what's what's the deal on Deshaun Hand? Like, is he, yeah, I don't hear his name anymore. Me. I don't he's even think, he, the, I haven't seen him on the field. I know he's on the he's squad. The roster. But I just haven't seen him on the field at all. That sucked because that looked like the steal of steals two years ago when we yeah. got him in the fourth, fifth round. But yeah, hopefully he's, uh, and, and he will too. Like, I, I just feel like, I think with the new regime, you'll start seeing a lot of these guys that were like, I mean, for example, like Austin Bryant. Yeah, great game. I mean, great game. One of the few that he had does, a great game, in my opinion. On he, he does for sure have talent. And I think he's a guy that is going to, like, going to benefit with the regime change, uh, along with guys like like Romeo Acora, Julian Acora, um, Deshaun Hand, and I think you can see the veteran guys, aka the Patriots guys, like you, know, you mean uh, the whole team. Yeah, I mean Trey Flowers, Jamie Collins, Harmon, those type of guys, kind of starting to fade out. Yeah, Danny, I don't, I don't think Danny gets resigned. If I'm being honest, I think there's a higher chance of Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones getting resigned than Danny just because I think Stafford would prefer that because I mean Danny had a monster year to start and then quiet not really much of anything and I honestly at this point of the season I think Mohamed Sanu has a better chance of getting no so Mohamed Sanu in his like limited targets like or and his limited work he's had this year like he's he might only have like four catches a game but like he he has he like, do you see the catch he had he like literally caught it with like his fingertips off the ground yeah it's kind of a bad throw i'd like muhammad sanu this year i'd that'd be a guy i'd be cool with. and he's a cool uh, locker room guy the dude's hilarious yeah. you ever hear him speak 
Yeah, he's so. I would fun. love to. Yeah, I'd like to keep. I'd like to keep Sanu. I think he'll. I think. Well, let's 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 break it down a little bit. I mean, barring what we do in the draft, even though I don't think our main focus in the draft should be on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, say our wide receiver core next year. I would be completely fine. Yeah, I'd be completely. Yeah, I'd be completely honest. Completely fine with our receiver core next year being Galladay, Marvin Jones, uh, Mohamed Sanu, Quintez Cephas, and maybe picking up a guy in the second or third round. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's a five that I can roll with because Quintez Quintez Cephas has been very consistent this year. Kenny Galladay, you know, all pro, Mm -hmm. pro bowl receiver. Marvin Jones, very consistent. I think does sometimes fly under the radar with because, I mean, he has stepped up since Kenny went down. And Muhammad Sanu has been very productive. So I, I'm fine with those five or four plus if we get one in the draft, which it's looking like we are. You think we're going to go mean, in and get a guy like Jamar Chase? Well, I mean, I've seen – I've been looking at multiple mock drafts and seeing, and it's looking like we're going to go offense, the side of the ball but we're not going to go with the offensive line, which I think could be a smarter move to kind of keep the morale up with those younger guys that we do have on the offensive line. And it's looking like we're going to go, depending on where we fall, and they have us falling somewhere between 10 and 8. It's looking like if the Bengals don't take Chase at 3, he falls to us at 8. But if I'm being honest, I don't want Chase. Or Waddle, I kind of want a Devontae Smith from Alabama, but I don't know if they'll fall to us. But I do also like Waddle because Waddle is kind of a slot guy, and that's what we need. He's not much of an – I mean, he is an outside receiver to a point, but I think when the NFL comes, he'll be more of a slot guy. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind, like you said, those guys. But I, honestly, I'm a, I, I think it's time that – uh we address our offensive uh, our defensive line i mean like yeah. it'd be cool to get a guy like uh quinny pay uh, i'd love to yeah. see that you know uh he's already loved in michigan i think it'd be cool to get also someone like micah pearson or parson yeah mean. um i i would love to address the uh, the defense because as you saw on sunday well, but yeah. you're right you know you got a best available though i i think i think it well, it depends on where we fall. Yeah, I mean, I and so. I also think it depends on who our next head coach and GM is. Yep, I you got to address that immediately. You got to address who we're bringing back immediately. So, yeah, you're right. It, I think, it, yeah, I, I, I mean, honestly, I, I, it's going to go one – I think it could go one or two ways. If we get the enemy, I think we go offense in the first round to help Stafford – Maybe even draft a quarterback to sit behind Stafford for a year, and then he's ready when Stafford's ready to move on. Or if we go Sela, I think that's how you say his name. Sela, I think. If we go Sela, I think he Sela, I think he's going to be very adamant about stacking up our defense. And I could see what we did with doing what the Panthers did in all seven rounds are defensive picks would be 100% okay with that. Yeah, and I have no problem with that. I don't have a problem either way because if you want to give Stafford more weapons, that's completely fine with me. And I I do foresee the possibility of Carrion Johnson getting dealt 
maybe on draft night or before draft night for picks, just because I don't I don't What's see his value right now. Seriously, if you want me to before the season started, I thought it was a second rounder. Right now, I don't see us getting higher than a four. Okay. Because I mean, we got a third for Darius Slay, and Darius Slay was a top five corner in the league. But do I think we undersold on Slay? Yes. Do I wish we would have kept him and let him teach Jeff Akuda and maybe move on from him after this year if Patricia is retained? Because I know they did not like each other and let him ball out this year and possibly slide into a second or first round pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just, I think the Slay thing was a combination of breaking, kind of breaking the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back when it came to the Patricia firing. And Bob Quinn, too, you know. Yeah. You can't have a guy that's, you know, biting his nails that he's going to lose his job, you know, making these kind of moves. Yeah. And, I mean, you look at it. The guys that we have traded away that Patricia and them beefed. So you have Quandre Diggs, Darius Slay, Eric Ebron, and I think there's one more. Can't get uh, there's a defensive Diggs. one. Did you say oh, Robinson. Okay. Ashawn Robinson, yeah. Ashawn Robinson. Yep. Out of those four guys, Slay's gone on to have a pretty decent Darius Slay year. Yes. Eric Ebron has been very productive. Ashawn Robinson, I haven't heard much about him this year. So I he's probably about where he was. But I mean Quandre Diggs is a Quandre Diggs is a first time pro bowler this year. He's had a pretty great year. He's had a monster year. It's like, could you imagine our defensive, mm-hmm. our defense this year, if we would have kept Slay and Quandre Diggs? Have Tracy Walker and Quandre Diggs up top with Slay, Amari, and Jeff Akuda. I mean, that's a defensive backfield that yeah. I would have loved to have. Kerry Hyder's had a great year too, seven yeah. and a half sacks. Yeah, and it's oh. just like, what about Alex Myers? What do you, What do you mean? About you like him, we keep him next year. <laughs> he's the he's our it's, uh, it's, yeah. He made his I debut. Just, he just <laughs> he's the one well, that got sent it, to the shadow every realm. Time, Henry. Every time I look <laughs> at the Lions' defensive backfield, I feel like there's a new guy every week. Oh yeah, he they, well he was literally for uh, NBA, NBA NFL debut. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got a real we can't, in the NFL. Uh, yeah. And I mean, he, he got, I think his was worse than what's his name uh, from the Bills, Josh Norman's. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. He I just kind of got blown. It's one of those things you just don't talk about. We'll leave, leave it in the past. Can't yeah. see him. So, we've kind of talked about the draft. We've kind of talked about week 15. So, right now, week 16, playing Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, what do you want to happen? Should we just lose? Should we try to win? Get a little draft pick? I mean, we're we're officially eliminated out of yeah. playoff contention. Yeah. Well, so I think. Do you sit Stafford and possibly salvage one more year in his career? I mean. Um, you got to go and try to win the game. I, I, you know, obviously. It does nothing for you in the future and losing might help, but I mean, I'll tell you what, it's, it's an extremely winnable game. 
and lines tend to play better with nothing on the line. You know, I'm kind of expecting some sort of special teams fireworks or maybe offensive trick plays. Didn't work last week, you know, almost did the same horseshoes, but you know, regardless, I think uh, Matt Prater gets a tutty this week, <laughs> but uh, uh, the Bucks have forgot to show up at times this year. So who knows, you know, I, I think that it's... we can win this game. I want to win this. I want to win the game. You know, I, obviously it, yeah. it messes our draft capital up, but. Well, I mean, we're sitting right now. Winning this game could take us from right now, probably picking it about the 10 spot. If we lose this game, we could jump up to, we could jump up to maybe in the top six, seven, eight in that round. But if we win this game, we fall back to maybe the 14th, 13th, 14th, 15th spot. So it's like, we're kind of in no man's like, can we tie? Can we get another tie on our record? Just stay at 10. Like honestly, like I said, if if we, if we compete and then take a loss, I feel like that's the best thing possible. Yeah. I mean, compete to show everyone that like, Hey, we're, we're competitive. We're, we're only a couple pieces away. This is what we need. But I mean, Tom Brady is notorious for torching the lions. Yeah. And I don't see that changing this week. (laughs) Whoa, sorry. But I mean, I don't see it changing this year. I I just, I, the Bucks are one of those teams that are very interesting to me because they somehow have not figured it out, even though they are loaded, they haven't figured it out. But once they do figure it out, Mm. I mean, they're coming out of the NFC. Yeah. Their, their game against the Falcons was their season in a nutshell. First half, like, oh, what is football? You know, we're down 17 to zero. Uh, second half, you know, we're, we're scoring on every drive. You know, our defense looks stout again. You know, Antonio Brown, we're, we're getting the ball to Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. So, you know, who knows? You know, the, I still I have, I have faith in their, uh, their uh, playoff run, but. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. This is yep. just kind of a, kind of a, um, random question that I didn't really prep you for but Pity. as a podcast what team are we adopting for the playoffs <laughs> are we because I can tell you yeah. who I am <laughs> um well we can uh, how about this we'll each pick one and then we'll decide on one together as a podcast to support. all right I got an AFC and an NFC okay um, I have I have one for each two okay NFC the Bucks. this is this yeah, is my that's my team. NFC that's Brady Michigan playoff team also. Like people yeah. always say, oh, I hate when he says uh, people say Brady Michigan. Well, I'm saying Brady went, you know, went to Michigan. I'm gonna root for <laughs> sorry. I'm gonna root for the Bucks. Um yeah. that's that's my NFC team also. AFC. I got it, my AFC Titans. Variable yeah, name. Yeah, I gotta root, I gotta root for I yours? do like the Titans. The Titans are my like I do kind of I really do like the Titans. Um but since I kinda live in Kansas City, I kinda have to adopt okay. the Chiefs as my mm-hmm. I even though I mean my wife called me a bandwagon for adopting the Chiefs as my playoff team. If you live there but, I, I give you a slight pass. Like a yeah slight pass. It's just it's just so are we agreeing that the Bucks are our podcast NFC. playoff team? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Agree. Bucks are our podcast playoff team. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, 
know. I love everyone on that Chiefs roster, but as a sports fan, I, I can't do it. I'll let you do it. You can do it. Yeah. I, I, I just can't. My boss got me a Patrick Mahomes jersey for Christmas, so mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're, we're gonna if you don't like thing. Patrick Mahomes, something's wrong with you. Oh yeah, I mean, likable guy, <laughs> stud. <laughs> I mean, twenty twenty affected everyone but Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, dude, half a billion dollar contract, baby engaged. on the way. Yep, baby on the way, engaged. Bought the royal, well, minority owner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious, man. Is he? I mean. I would put him at one right now and MVP uh, race right now. Even the last two uh, games have been um, his worst of the year. I'm still putting him at one. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the MVP real quick. I, I think it's a two-man race I, right now, right? Is there a third? Who's the third man? If there's a third man, who would say I'd say a third man right now is probably Derrick Henry. Okay. I'd say – Maybe Cook. He, he can, I mean, he's, he's on maybe Cook, but, I mean, Derrick Henry's possibly going to hit 2,000 yards this year. Yeah. There's a very high chance that Derrick Henry hits 2K yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if if he does hit 2K yards, how how do you say no to that? When was the last time someone hit 2K? AP CJ. back in CJ or was it? Yeah, AP. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it was probably AP back when he did in, what 2011. But I mean, it's hard. I mean, he and he was the last non-quarterback to win it. It's a quarterback award, just kind of like it the is. Heisman. Yeah, but. I mean, when someone hits 2K, that's not some. That's not that, that's not easy. But I I do think it is kind of a two man race between Rodgers and Mahomes, and I think it's whichever whoever loses first isn't going to win it, and that's the sad truth. So if the Packers go come out flat next week, and Aaron Rodgers loses, Patrick Mahomes is your MVP. Mm-hmm. If the Chiefs come out flat next week and lose, Aaron Rodgers is your MVP. I I think that's just how it is i mean they literally have basically identical numbers and yeah i i, I think it really comes down to who's going to lose first and if there's a there's could there's a very high possibility that neither of them lose and they meet in the super bowl and then whoever and then at that point i i don't know what they're gonna do and i at that point i think Patty mahomes gets it just because of likability and he's a bigger name. Yep. You said uh, the Bucks are our podcast team, and talk about our podcast uh, enemy uh, is the Packers for me. You know, as a Lions oh, fan, big time. Yeah. The Packers are. <laughs> yeah, I hope they get their one seed and then get bounced in the second round. But yeah, Which they're very notorious for doing. Mm-hmm. But. But I gotta you know kick credit where it's due. Rogers is a stud and had let every, he let everyone know that he's he's still an elite in this league and he's still a force to be reckoned with. And yeah, he's letting that uh, front office know that uh, Jordan Love don't have no job here for a little bit. It's me. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's but yeah, I, it's it's really gonna come down to who loses. And I think that's very evident, even though I truly do believe in my heart that it should be Derrick Henry's award. Because, I mean, the dude is putting up. Monster. I would like to see it, you know, like like you said, it's I, a quarterback's I, award. Let's let's not make it a quarterback award. Exactly. Like, It, it comes down to the, the most valuable player. Who are the Titans without Derrick Henry? They're not the Titans. 
Yeah, they're right. probably looking around. The, they're at the Lions. Unfortunately. Yeah, teams. All these teams. Like, <laughs> you, want, so... you want me to be honest? The MVP really should be Dak Prescott because yeah. like the Cowboys without him. <laughs> On a per game average, how it should be? It should be uh, Dak. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Um, should we get into the fan fan question? Yeah, let's get into the fan questions. I have one for us, and I think you have the other two. Okay, you ask me one, I'll ask you one. All right, most dominant sports athlete of all time. Okay. Most dominant sports athlete of all time. I have I have a couple. I have I have a couple that can tie, but I. And, and it did get brought up to me that this kind, this person is kind of, kind of. I would say my short list of honorable mentions. I think Bo Jackson's on that list. Shaquille O'Neal. Um, I think you have to put Deion Sanders on that list. I'm trying to avoid saying Michael Jordan or Tom Brady. I'm, I'm going to try to yeah, avoid I say those two. two. I think those three are my short list, but I think the most dominant athlete of all time has to be tiger woods oh yeah i he popped in my head yeah you know what that's a good answer right there he he took the game of golf and like I mean, made it watchable uh like i think there's some stats he could lose the rest of his career majors or something and still have an over 500 record like it's it's crazy how dominant he was for a long period of time um that's a great one. Uh, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, those are those are too easy to say, so I'll avoid saying those. Um, um, what about what about Kobe Bryant? And I, uh, you know, yeah. with, he's a legend forever. You know, he the dude was we're off the court too. Like the dude yeah. inspired so many and was. He, he like two years removed from the league, won an Oscar, or a Grammy, right? Or was it? It might have been yeah. his first first year out. I think yeah, that's a good one. Uh, a weird one I'll throw at you, uh, Michael Phelps. Um, I, I'm <laughs> I not gonna say Michael that, Phelps. but uh, maybe that's an honorable my, mention. What, like well, another honorable mention that medals? just popped in my head. Yeah, another one. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I think I think the steroid debate's stupid, but I mean. Barry That's Bonds. when baseball was most fun to watch. Who'd you say? Uh, yeah, I mean, Barry Bonds. Okay. I mean, the dude was getting intentionally walked with bases yes. open. I yeah. mean, he, yeah. he, he definitely has to be on – steroids or not, he has to be on the short list for that. But I think the most dominant athlete of all time is, is Tiger Woods. It yeah. has to be. Yeah. I'm going to go with Brady, but I don't have but, to explain why, yeah. you know. Yeah. Tiger Woods is a great one, and, and that popped in my head too. Um, yeah, I think he has like the best like sports clip of all time. His like hole in one back in like I don't know what year, like '97 or it might have been like 2000. I might be I don't know the year, but the announcer literally goes, "The crowd, like the, the crowd's about to go crazy here," and then he, he the second he hits it, like the audio you like just just blares at you. It's like you can't even like hear because it's like there's so much coming at the there's probably like a little beast quake yeah. like just with fans screaming and then he hole ones it and then like you just it's just a a, a 
blur of people screaming. You can't even really hear what anything's saying. Uh, you, I'll, have to, I'll have to tweet it out and uh, put it, tweet on, it out from your account. Put it on the talk too. Um, yeah. Good one though. All right, let me ask you this. Uh, this was from, hold up, let me look. Let me, I think it was from Nick. Um, all right, Nick, or all right, Matt. Nick asks, uh, it's a two-part question. Will Matthew Stafford stay next year or will he go? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've had the same answer every time this is brought up. Um, it simply comes down to this. I, it comes down to the coaching in the front office. Yeah. If it's, it's Eric Bieniemy, really yeah. If it's Eric Bieniemy, I think yes. If it's Slay or Say Slay or I don't even know how to say his name. I'm so sorry. Slay. I think Soleil. no. Slay. I think it's hard for a new coach to pass up on a veteran veteran quarterback when they're so far and few, and a good veteran quarterback when. It's hard to take mm -hmm. a shot on a rookie in your first year coaching too. So I, I tend to lean toward he will be back next year, but I think next year could be his last year. He could have like, and this isn't, I don't even think this is a hot take. I think he still has like six more, six, maybe seven uh, more years of I, great yeah. football play. Yeah, I, I think he does too. Let me ask you this though. Let's hypothetically, if he goes, where does he go? What's a good I saw an fit? interesting one the under the other day that I am starting to think is a good fit. The San Francisco 49ers. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best fit for him. Lynch I, is I a, love Simpson Stafford, don't he? Yeah, I, I don't think the Patriots would be very productive. I think he'd be walking into a very similar situation as the Lions. Yeah. I think the 49ers would be his best fit right now. I would love if, if he did go. Well, first off, I want him to stay in Detroit. And I'm gonna, if I had, if I have to answer right now and, and bet on it, I'm gonna say he stays in Detroit. I want him to stay yeah. in Detroit, Re rebuilding or not. I want the dude to stay. But here's the interesting one: if he goes, um, and this probably isn't what comes to mind, um, AFC for sure. What if he went to like the Steelers? Like, what if Ben, like, yeah. maybe Ben hangs up the cleats? Uh, Which I don't think happens. But... Yeah, yeah, I think he did say he wants to play next year, but I think that'd be a great fit. You know, he's a tough quarterback like Ben. Uh, I think he can do more than Ben, for sure. Yeah, he's more yeah. mobile than Ben is. He's got a better yep. arm than Ben is right now, too. It's just hard for me to picture him in another jersey, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I just, they, I can't. Like, some guys, some guys you look, some guys you look at them and you're like, oh, they'd be pretty sweet in these jerseys. I just can't see Stafford in anything but a Lions jersey. Yeah. And It'd I think like, he wants to be in Detroit. It'd be like your shoddy cheating on you. Like I, I wouldn't be able to, to watch. I'd have to tune out those games, you know. Yeah, I, and I just, yeah. and I, I think he wants to be in Detroit. I think he does. Yeah, like I'm a huge, uh, Darius Slay guy. That's you know, cool. that was cool with him going to the Eagles, but I can't see staff staff going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You got another one for us? Yeah. Uh, the the other question from uh. Texas A&M is trash. That was, that's their at name. Is uh, just a simple question. Uh, what your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins' uh, strip Ooh. club maskless? Kind of a very random question, but that's an interesting <laughs> topic. We're talking about um, a quarterback that has no like he shouldn't be the starting quarterback. Like, 
it just so happens that, you know, Smith is hurt again and Allen is also hurt. Like, dude, <laughs> dude has no business. Well, I mean, he got his seat taken away today. I don't know if you saw that. Did he's he? no okay. longer a captain. Yeah, he's no longer I a captain. So. I, I honestly feel bad for Dwayne Haskins. I kind of I know. in the small majority that wouldn't mind if we traded a fifth round pick and got him. Ooh. Okay. Even though I think that's high, I think we'd get him for a seventh. But I do kind of feel bad. I think they put him in a no-win situation in Washington. Football but team. I mean, how stupid can you be? Like, not judging the man the what thing. he does in his personal life, but you know. I mean, how stupid can you be? It's the same thing with James Harden. Like, how stupid? <laughs> you know the protocols of your of your sport. Harden literally got his game canceled today. <laughs> yeah, Harden got his game canceled, and every game he doesn't play, he gets about $258,000, wow. I saw. And he already got a $50,000 fine. Like, how stupid are you? I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. It's uh, Couldn't be me, Chief. Couldn't I'm okay me. with seeing an Ohio State guy with some... Uh, some yeah, uh, I am too. Bad media, but I think well, he's a good guy. I don't think that's it's, it's like you can't cancel Dwayne Haskins or anything like that. Yeah, I think I, have, play... I have one more. Oh, right. no, yeah, no, that was ahead. it. That was it. Oh. Yeah, his play, his play did not speak for himself. He wasn't as good as people thought he was. Mm-hmm. But all right, one more last question. We'll wrap it up here. What impact? I just got this one. What impact? does Chris Spielman play and what are the chances this is a stepping stone for him to be a GM? Um, I would love to see the dude's so passionate and lines football. I think that alone is, is great. Um, did, I didn't see, is there like, did he get, is he hired on? Like what, what is, is this like a hypothetical? Did, did we, did we hire him? Yeah, he's hired. He's a special advisor to the owners. Oh, so when did this uh, is, when did this happen? This happened probably about a week or two ago. Must have missed it. He, I know. I don't know if he's like on staff for the season. I saw TJ Lang predict that he was gonna. So I did yeah. see that. I like that. I, I know he's very I know knowledgeable. He is. Yeah, I know he's at least helping with the GM search, which could lead to them being like, well, "Why don't you just do it?" Yeah. <laughs> which I wouldn't, because he's passionate. He loves. He loves Detroit football, mm-hmm. and I I wouldn't have a problem with it. I also like Lewis Riddick a lot. I really want Lewis. Yeah, Riddick. that's who I said in the last but, pod. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Spillman, but I wouldn't like I wouldn't mind those two. Outside of those, I'm kind of a little iffy. Yeah, I did like T.J. Lang's predictions though. With I like what was, he said. Uh, yeah, you got it. No, go ahead. It was uh, and there's no Spielman. I don't know the other one. I love this quarterback coach prediction. My man's literally been my dude since I was um, a child, only because of his last name was like hard to pronounce. But Dano, Dano Olowski, I think that'd be a sweet quarterback coach right there. I mean, he was literally when he was our backup uh, in his uh, later stages of his career. He was literally just there as like a game prep guy. Like, you know, he was our backup, but he really wasn't our backup. Like, Stafford was the guy. Um, and you ever hear Dano talk about Stafford? Oh, he loves him. Oh, yeah. Loves him. Like, 
and that's what I think the big thing. Yeah, I think the big thing with the new hires need to be guys that actually love the Lions and want to Mm -hmm. be here because Patricia didn't like the Lions. Patricia liked the Patriots and tried to make the Lions the Patriots. And it's the same thing with Quinn. I I think you have to find guys that love the Lions and actually want to be here. Yeah, and don't, you know, like what his his, uh, coaching, whatever his coaching, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, what he did with Slay. Yeah, he, he tried to like he's like, oh keep to lead got like a keep to lead you know like, he works hard at it he's he's he works yeah, hard like, at it. the thing like on that like like you're not established you know maybe bill, i don't even think bill goes and says that like you're nobody no, you can't be saying that the, to your star player the difference between bill belichick and matt patricia couldn't be more yeah i mean if bill belichick says that he's probably right if matt patricia says it he's probably wrong but I think that's a good place to end. Don't forget, follow our socials on TikTok at 313 Sports Talk and on Twitter at 313 Sports Talk underscore. We tweet out live games. We're dropping the pod soon. Josh, have any closing words? Uh, we're going to be on Twitter for throughout the NFL playoffs. Uh, every all, all six, that's uh, Michigan basketball, Michigan football. Uh, if, if there's a Detroit game out, we're going to be interactive tweeting. Um, yeah, we'll have Dylan for the next uh, pod. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be throwing some, some TikToks out there. Hopefully, we get more fan questions tonight. We only had a couple, but yeah, hit us with questions. Good starting point. Yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a whole. Uh whole episode of just questions yeah uh and also our discord we had 15 at the start of our last episode we got 19 now sweet and i promise those aren't like you know like hey kim go 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 sign into my we got those serious fans you know we so little by little jump on our discord follow our twitter follow our tiktok we'll see you guys next week god bless